Welcome to another episode of Burritos, Breaks, and Flies. In this episode, we are bringing you Derek and Dave of Hogfish. Hogfish is a fly tying materials company that brings you some really unique colors, materials, and even some pretty, pretty awesome jig heads. We are also joined with our co-host for this episode is going to be Morgan Kane of Pyramid Fly Co. So we're going to have a really great discussion uh, in regards to the materials, learn where they came from, what they're about, and a testimonial from the professional, Morgan, on how he utilizes them out at Pyramid Lake and what his results have been utilizing the materials. And of course, we have a deep dive on burritos. And it's a good one. So you're going to want to hear that. All right. Hang in there and enjoy the podcast. And welcome to another episode of Burritos, Breaks, and Flies. So today we got a trio on board. We got the guys from Hogfish, and we have Morgan Kane from Pyramid Flies. So we have Derek from Hogfish. We got Dave from Hogfish. And again, Morgan Kane of Pyramid Fly. Welcome, guys. Thank you. So we're pretty pumped up to have you here. So Hogfish. Uh, if you haven't heard of it before, it's a awesome fly tying material company, uh, and we're going to learn more about it. So we love to use it at Pyramid Fly. Uh, Morgan will probably give some testimonials, and we'll learn more about you know, where, where it came from, what it's about, what their offerings are, and what makes them stand apart from everyone else out there. Because we know there's there's all kinds of material companies out there that seem to be kind of they kind of cover everything across the board, but I think these guys have really drilled down on some pretty awesome materials, some pretty awesome color combinations. Um, and these guys fish like hardcore, hardcore fishermen, fly tires, guides, all the above. So uh, we got a, uh, we got a plethora, a plethora of knowledge here. So with that being said, I'm going to turn it over to, Derek and Dave, and we'll we'll start we'll start with Derek, and maybe just introduce yourself, um, and then Dave introduce yourself, and kind of let us know, hey, how did this how did this get kicked off? Well, hi guys, I'm Derek with Hogfish, and this is my partner Dave. Hello. Did you get your coffee, Dave? I did. Good. All right. <laughs> Essential part of the morning. <laughs> so, so Derek, kind of tell us how did how did this come to be? Like, what point were were, were you and Dave like, hey man, let's uh, let's make some fly tying materials? Like, how does that come to inception? I mean, is it just, is it an aha moment? 
is it does it come from does it stem from frustration with what's out there or how did it all how did it all come to be well i've kind of as far as fly tying goes i always hated paying the premium price at shops <laughs> and also not being able to find what i wanted so you know looking around searching in different places finding it at a better price um you know and also the materials that you know you might be looking for color wise or something like that um and then dave uh spoke with me about some other things that he'd been working on um and you know from there we kind of just started collaborating all of our materials and thoughts on things and flies dave probably more so than me because he guides on the daily during the summer but um what do you think dave you want to explain yeah. a little i think we had only probably fished together a couple times and but had tied together you know through demos and expos several times and you know you see other tires out there they tie competitive flies but you know when you're sitting with a tire and you you know kind of look at the way they think and they look at the way you think and the, the fish that you're after the fish that you're targeting and and uh you look at materials a little bit differently and i think we had that common ground where uh we knew materials mattered and uh went after it like that we were after big fish we didn't necessarily want same recipes that everyone else had. So uh, that's how it started. We, we looked at a few materials and started sharing ideas and uh, realized that we dive into uh, a flat venture that, that wasn't recreating the wheel necessarily in the flight tying world. Um, it would just be creative and we could provide a few things uh, or a whole line of that weren't available to the public from a fly tying perspective. I can remember always being at expos and you'd have people walk around, sit at your desk and, and uh, enjoy the flies you were tying. Some people just kind of took it lightly, but then there was always a sidebar where people would want to see what's under the table or they'd want to see what doesn't come out on the table very often. And I think that curiosity is what led to hey we we can we can do these ideas that we have we find the material sometimes you have something in your hand that just looks like it's it's fishy it's going to catch fish and i think we knew that if we worked together on it we'd come up with some dang good stuff to hook some real big fish so does that sound about right yeah yeah and it, and it looks like you you gentlemen have filled have filled some color gaps on some of your materials because you definitely have some unique colors that you're not going to find from, you know, any other, any other manufacturer out there. Um, how did you kind of come up with, you know, with, with these different colors? Was it based off of, was it based off of that? Like, Hey, I can't find this and I'm tired of blending stuff or man, I know this color combo works. I mean, how did, how did that come to be? I'm curious because you got some, you got some colors that pop on there and you got some really just like dead to rights, cool, natural colors. Yeah, I, th I think some of what we used, I mean, it's pretty natural and was already out there for floor, uh, but 
we also said, well, we want to do this color and come up with our own color varieties and be able to provide that for individuals as well. If they have something they maybe they can't find anymore, a certain color dubbing. Um, as we all know that materials sometimes come and go and something you got to tie with for years might disappear on the shelf, uh, but able to kind of step in and recreate some of those things and create new ones is important. And I, I always look at fly tying as a palette, much like a painter sits with his paints and gets to go at it with a blank canvas. Um, if you had all these colors around you, what would you pick? And that comes up with some of the best varieties. Sometimes it's not what we think. Uh, some people would prefer something that's you know, really wacky and weird to us, but it's their favorite and they swear by it. That's cool to see too. Yeah. And have you guys come up with any like signature ties? Has there been one that is stand that stands out for you guys that really caught people's attention, got numbers of fish um, or anything like that? I, I think so. There, there's certain materials we possess that they're almost magic and you never, you know, 90, 90% of what you sometimes have isn't that material, but there's a few things you put in the water and the fish want to taste it. Yeah. It's undeniable. We have, uh, a variety of mo blends called mountain mohair. Uh, one is called dark matter. It's a pretty hot uh, seller and it has a little bit of every color. And then at first you're not quite sure what you're looking at. You think it's black and you start to die, you know, look a little bit closer and you realize it's not black. It's every color that's mixed into this. Um, so dark matter, mountain mohair, I think we have a lot. There's another one that just stands out. And then we've created a line of fluff to complement some of the materials. Uh, we, we focus on leeches and streamer. That was the beginning. Derek was more of a streamer guy. And I was ex uh, always into streamers, but wasn't afraid to go to the other stuff. When somebody told me about balance leeches, uh, what's the fellow's name for Utah? that I think is the king of balance leeches. You oh, just I start remember his name right now. You just start putting those materials on those flies, and that's the only thing you're putting in the flies. And luckily, they're hogfish material. Uh, so it's worked out well, having something different for the fish. A lot of our flies that are on the website, they're all custom. Uh, once again, won't see many things there that you're going to see in fly shops. You won't see many on the website that you're, you're going to see in other people's fly boxes. So, yeah, that's, that's definitely true. Like when you look at your fly selection on there, it, it, it does take like visually, it does take a step away from what you traditionally see on, you know, somebody's, you know, whoever it may be, somebody's regular online store, you know, maybe stuff made by, you know, whether it's a custom tie or made by a fly manufacturer to somebody's spec, everyone kind of, they kind of stay in the same lane and you guys, you guys are in a different lane. If you like, if you want to put it in BMX, BMX terms, you guys are in lane eight, <laughs> <laughs> right? Which is cool. Cause you look at it and you're like, there's no way. Like, like look at that scraggly stuff. Like, look at that hot head on there. Look at that little yeah. tail. And you're like, no way. But it's like, but, but really that's all 
that's all trial and error. That's all stuff that you use and it, it works. Otherwise you wouldn't put it out there. And I think you guys are kind of defeating that traditional concept of like, yeah, it's gotta be, you know, big and bushy and this and flop all over the place. And you guys are kind of, you're, 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 you're dialing it back at the same time. You're turning up the volume. Right. right. And, and it, 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 it's awesome. And you guys get results. I mean, hell it, it works. And like, We'll, we'll, we'll bring Morgan in here. Uh, Morgan. <laughs> I, yeah, I know you got, I know you got some cool custom ties and whatnot, but I mean, as, as far as like a, a testimonial from a professional guide, you've had your hands on this stuff. And I, I know you've probably, you have used it across the board on whatever, whatever form of fishing that you're doing. I mean, what, what, what what's your take on it when, when you take the, the hogfish product? Um, do you find it, it, it's giving you as a guide, maybe an, an edge as far as, Hey, I got this idea and Oh, holy hell. Hogfish has got, has got the color I'm looking for. Maybe something you haven't tried before and you get results. I mean, what do you have to say about that? Like we were talking about earlier and saying blended without being blended. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's different than everybody else. As we all know, in fishing and any, any type of flies, that little edge or that little something different gets their attention. I mean, as, as a kid, I've always been attracted to the, the thing that everybody else kind of puts off to the side, that different thing, that non-popular thing that's always attracted to me. So I mean, you guys, these guys fit that, fit that group materials, fit that whole, whole line of thing perfectly. And that just little extra something different really makes a world of difference in fishing. And then it's like you come down to not even that type of material, but that type of person. Those Mm -hmm. are my, I'm not, you know, you're homies with everybody, but there's that, that one, one type of people that are just way different than everybody else. That's kind of how I've always not really the mainstream thing, that that little something different. Right. Right. And I mean, any consideration of, the fishery at Pyramid Lake, uh, I think hogfish has really uh, hit a special segment there because, as we know, um, <laughs> I put it. Nice. I mean, the fish get stung there, you know, but they're get they're getting they're getting stung with the the status quo. Yeah, and, and these guys go out there, uh, and you know they 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 put their product to the test, and you know I. I feel that maybe, and correct me if I'm wrong, Derek and Dave, but, you know, some of your development, you know, has had, you know, that Pyramid Lake uh, fishery in mind and the high desert fisheries in mind on, you know, you know, how do we move past the status quo and really drill down, drill down on these fish and what, what they're really looking for. Or we make them, you know, we make them turn their head, you know, I mean, how, so how much has, how much has Pyramid Lake influenced your your designs and your patterns and, and, and materials. Well, I really like our jig heads that we've been developing and powder coating, um, for leech patterns, Mm -hmm. especially for pyramid. Um, they get down quick. Um, we offer different colors that are, you know, not the normal, colors you can find on the shelf or right. just the plain lead color. Uh, some of our dubbings um, I've used out there just this last trip and I had a fantastic first day. 
Uh, weather was right, of course, because we got there uh, just after a sunny week. But uh, what do you think, Dave, as far as, you know, your experience out there with our materials? Yeah, it's it's been great. I, I feel like there's different kinds of fly tires. Uh, one, I, you know, who looks at a recipe, buys the material, buys it, the prototype fly that he's seeing or the video. Then there's the other tires, which create new things. Um, they're not afraid to scrap something on a hook. It works. And that takes time. It, it takes dedication because you don't know if it's going to work. Uh, but I've always been a fly tire that's been creative and, and a problem solved, not which is my favorite color. It's what type of uh, obstacle I'm trying to overcome. And a lot of times, yeah, or a profile. Uh, we tend to think about those different things when we're designing flies. So I, I generally not just think of the terms of the materials that I'm using, but what am I trying to accomplish when I'm in the water column? Where am I at? What am I, how am I presenting? So a lot of that goes fly tying. Uh, I, I used to fish the snake river quite a bit, and there was always those holes that I could never get to the bottom of. And that bugged me. You know, you tie on more split shot, more flies, three flies, tons of split shot, and you'd eventually get a few bumps and maybe tangle or something. But there are those holes you still couldn't get to the bottom of. And I just wanted to be able to get to the bottom of those fast water holes. So you keep adapting your flies are part of that equation. It's not just split shot. And pyramid could certainly be part of that equation too. It's bottomless in parts and there's fish eating at four feet deep water and other parts. So uh, thinking about it that way, where you're at in the water column, um, has certainly directed the, the creativity in our flies and materials. We're lucky enough to have some unique stuff. When I go fishing, it's even at Pyramid, I, ha I don't have, you know, 20 years of experience there, but I tend to show up with something uh, a little bit different than what I feel like everyone else is fishing. And that's worked out really well for me there. Yeah, I like I like what you said there, Dave, um, that your colors suit the fish and not the fly tire. I think that's a key. <laughs> that's a key paradigm that I think some tires have to get over because you have to admit, and we all know this, most of the flies that get tied out there catch fishermen and not or catch fishermen, not the fish. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and like on your jig heads, um, what a great offering. Cause you look at through those colors and you're like, man, like these are colors I would have never thought of. And obviously you can tell outside looking in is you really put some thought and effort into those colors, you know, it went beyond of like, Oh, this is a cool color. It obviously had to be experience based. Um, and knowing how those colors potentially look and perform in the water to the fish. And I think that's important. And of course, you know, color covering all the water columns and whatnot. And I, and I think those jig heads also could stretch beyond the fly angler because you got, you got some appropriate weights on there. Even the those conventional guys can start looking at your, uh, at your jig heads. And, and I, I want you guys to explain this too. There's, there is something unique about your jig heads aside from the unique color you guys have a, a, a specific process and I know some of it's kind of proprietary, but maybe you could kind of indulge us in what, what the listener can know, like what, what makes that 
color jig head a little bit different than everybody else. I mean, as far as longevity and, and perception in the water. I'll let Dave answer that. Cause he's the master. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, one, we use a good hook. That's, that's important for us is we, we're not going to put any strap, anything to a hook that isn't going to hold up and certainly test your hook strength. And so, you know, sought out some of the better hooks that we can and, and that as a first part of the process. Um, but it's just, it's a labor of love. We specifically order custom colors um, with some life in them, some UV. And I'll, I'll be honest, I grew up uh, in the bass world, throwing lures and things like that for bass. And that, so I've stole some of the colors from the bass industry and put them into fly tying. And that's what I think sometimes fly tying is missing is just looking over your shoulder to the, you know, biggest fisher fishing experience in the world, which is bass and, and other species and uh, steal a little bit from where I'm not so uh, sold on any one idea. I just like using all the fishing action you can get from these other places and incorporating that into colors. Some of them glow, some of them UV coated uh, and so on. And what it, the best part is being able to try them all. It surprise you. The one that worked today didn't work yesterday and so on. So I do a lot of bass, small mouth bass and large mouth and get to do some warm water stuff. So that helps as well. You'll see a lot of loud color. I'm not one that believes that be the subtle olive or black. I'm, I, I kind of like loud color and given the right time, uh, even at pyramid, they're going to seek out that really bright flashy looking thing. Uh, one pattern I developed years ago and developed it on the, snake river in some of the slower moving water the blue pill and it turns out there's six different iterations of that fly they all work and they all work everywhere and they all work on every species and they work at pyramid so th that one the magic lies in the material itself we'll ask you know, what's it represent and most of the time it's like i don't know but, <laughs> right <laughs> so they will go and eat that and i We'll taste test it and so uh the jig head really were able to get to the depths we needed to we're very confident when we tie a jig head on that fly is staying at the depth we want it and i don't have that same confidence when i'm using uh smaller flies or multiple fly setups i want that fly to think to the depth that i want it at and i want and i know that the jig heads will do that Right. And then uh, I'll turn over to Morgan here. Morgan, as far as your perception, what do you, how do you feel about those color offerings that hogfish is putting out on those jig heads? I mean, does it make, does it help, uh, you know, with the progression of your creativity going, oh man, like kind of like, kind of like Dave said, you know, I don't want to use the black or just like the regular olive head or a, a brass head. Do you find those color combinations, something that, that really gets those, um, cutthroats to turn their head <laughs> yeah pyramids as we all know it's a weather driven fishery so i mean we've been playing with bright poppy colors for a bit now too mm -hmm. so the coming in all those different uvs and colors definitely help i mean you got your like we're 
talking about different, different, different is good. Um, yeah, of course, your basic plain black, all blacked out. Your little chartreuses, purples mixed in that black. Like we were saying, definitely helps. But say on that dark, super cloudy day when it's black as can be, waves are three foot tall, and your little tiny balance leech blacked out kind of blends in with everything. Yeah, it might get a couple of throwing that slap on that little extra weight. Now we're in the zone. Throwing that UV, and now it's like a headlight. Now we really got the fish's attention. So, I mean, that's where it goes back to, like we're saying, being creative. Think outside the box. Any kind of fish loves to think outside the box, as, as should we, as anglers, as fly tires, as everything. Different is good. Don't, don't think you need to stay in the norm. Yeah. And that's, yeah, no, that's, that's 100% true. And we're dealing with, you know, an andronomous fish, you know, who's, who, who is, uh, landlocked, you know, but it doesn't know that. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's, (laughs) it's characteristics are pretty awesome. I mean, they're super predatory and, and we've noticed that they have, um, some interesting traits as far as, you know, sometimes, you know, like you said, Morgan, it's just like that, that bright color that bright pop to set you apart is enough to get them to turn their head and and take a bite and it's huge um, and it's always those colors that you're like no way and then it's way <laughs> they, they they need that extra attention they need that you know bright pink feather instead of that black feather something mm-hmm. that grabs them the chase they're just like say like a killer whale they just want to kill sometimes they kill shit for fun Kind of like the off season, not the off season, but kind of like October when they're just hammering so many to each other. They're puking them up as they're eating more and more and more. So, yeah, I mean, in a way, they like to kill shit just for fun. (laughs) (laughs) Grabs them. That's where the color play comes in. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, And then you guys have, you kind of cover everything across the board. You got the mohair, you got, um, maybe kind of give a verbal description of, of like your, your product line. So maybe talk a little bit about the mohair, you know, and then to your, like your, your semi seal type, your pipe type products and whatnot, kind of give everybody like a quick visual rundown guys. <laughs> I can, I can start. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. We incorporated things. Uh, we didn't reinvent hooks or tungsten. Like I said, it's mostly materials and a lot of wraps. So you'll find that create flies quicker mm-hmm. or by, by using the wraps with have, which have fibers coming off of them. And so, you know, somebody that isn't as adept at dubbing um, onto a bug might enjoy the materials by just being able to wrap them quite a bit. So we have the mountain mohair, some small fine mohairs. The hog hackle is a little larger fiber. Uh, mm-hmm. A little bit bodies, as is pseudo squirrel. Uh, our hog legs are the the best custom colors and and silicone that you can buy, and bring a lot of bring another level to the lifelike effect on a fly. We've all used different rubber legs and so on based on what we think will catch fit, and we've just tried to put some things on the market that aren't there, and uh, you're not going to see out of the normal, you know, hairlines and wopsies and so on. Uh, we, we do custom dubbings. Those have been popular the last couple of years. 
um, as far as being able to custom build dubbings for folks. We have a leech candy dub and a dry creek dubbing. Uh, the leech candy dub is really good for the semi-seal leeches, balance leeches, clump dubbing. Uh, we have some flash fibers that build streamers, one-step process where literally it's an effective material. You can put it on a hook, whether you put dumbbells or some kind of eyeballs on it. It doesn't matter. It's the material that's bringing the fish. We put a lot of weight into eyeballs and things. So a lot of times for the weight factor, but some of the materials you can get away without it. And we just like to add those details to make our flies look better. Uh, what else do we got? The jig hooks are a whole separate page called getting jiggy. Um, so we do that. And then we partnered uh, with moonlit on the, our hook and tungsten selection. But as far as uh, flies go that we're building, I'd say balanced leeches are probably our top seller for pyramid. Nice. Nice. Stuff. Yeah. What could you say off the top of your head? What's been some of your more, more popular or your, you know, most popular color in that balance leech? What's been a go-to for your, for your customers? Derek, you want to? Uh, well, I think uh, the dark matter is, is one of our customer favorites and, and my personal favorite. Um, I've fished that mohair on a, on a jig head, on a, a you know standard leech, uh, balance leech, and I've caught fish from Colorado to Montana on that single fly alone. Uh, but you know, also we can't you know forget about some of the other products that we've put out there that are also good. Dave and I have tied with just about all of them uh, and we've caught fish on all of them. And that's, you know, we've even bought materials, tied flies with them and the fly just didn't catch fish. So that was, you know, one of the materials that didn't make the cut, obviously. So I think, I think the jig's the way to go. Leeches, um, all of our mohairs are awesome. Uh, we do have a popcorn hackle um, that's great for popcorn flies, booby flies. Nice. Um, what else, Dave? I mean, what else can you add to that? Yeah, I think the, the fibers are the game. Where if, you know, to sit there and hold fiber and 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 get to mess with them, whether it's a dubbing or a wrap that actually has fibers. You can start to shape a fly. I do a lot of things with the wraps. Yeah, dark matter. That that one has caught every species that we've thrown it at, from really picky carp to really easy big bass. And then the, the fish at Pyramid, there's something about it. That, subtle to us, but to the fish, there's something in it that's different. Electric squashed is pretty good for that, too, the uh, the electric spots is a slight brown mohair um, with some red and blue uh, strands going through it as far as flash material. Um, that's another good seller for us, too. Nice. Yeah, we have an area called Area 51 as materials uh, and like micro brewing. You know, they might be around for a while or just fun to explore. 
Right. And UV so- dub that we've been developing too. Uh, the UV dub, I think, is is pretty awesome as well. A lot of guys don't like tying with UV, but I love it because I I'm a firm believer that fish see in UV. So why wouldn't you want to grab a little bit more? We've no colors. I mean, it's hand over fist, especially on those dark cloudy days when the lake's really fishing good. That little extra pop in that tinted water or that dark cloudy day. Man difference between two fish and 20 fish right yeah just one little peak of that and they want to eat it yeah some of the the flies we're using are very simple as guides morgan you know and i know that when you're trying to get a box full of bugs done you're not going to spend 20 minutes on every fly or three minutes four minutes at most and you'll find that our materials fit into that group where there's a big effect on the fly minimal amount of time not you know six different materials in a bug but two and two or three and you can pump them out and uh, they are going to work universally whether you're at pyramid or fish in the snake river or these other still waters uh, so that's that's one really good benefit to the materials is they do work everywhere they're easy to use and they're often two step flies Nice. And you guys, you guys have been selling this product pretty much specifically off of, um, hogfish.com. Um, now I know, I know you guys do have a fan base, but is there at some point, would you guys be looking at getting, getting this rolling in some fly shops to kind of spread the love out there? Is that something you guys have thought about or? I think ultimately that was our plan was to, you know, get some wholesalers out there. Um, the tricky part is a lot of the shops, um, brick and mortar places there, they're used to the standard staple. And, yep. you know, that's how all this came about is Dave and I were tired of the standard staple. Mm-hmm. You know, you go, go to any fly shop in the U.S., they have, you know, olive marabou, you know, they have this, they have that. And it's always the same thing. So that's, you know, one of the things we were trying to do is come up with something or develop something better than the regular staple, but also uh, hopefully get it on the shop shelf someday. Yeah, no, no. We've been hoping to find a, uh, you know, to find a rep for us that's willing to to get out there and bounce around and actually put some product in some people's hands. It's tough for Dave and I because... um, you know, we can't just drop everything and start going and doing marketing, you know, but right. Um, that's, you know, any little thing that we can do will help for sure. No, absolutely. And you already have, you have a great product. Um, you have proven colors. You got guys that love it. You got Morgan that loves it. And I know, I know his, his guides, you know, Trevor and Cole are all over it as well, you know, so you got, you got some top notch <laughs> guys using that stuff for sure. You right. Know? You know, so that's, 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 that's one, one hell of a start. So, um, I got, I got to do a little change of topic here and I'll bring Morgan in on this. I, 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 uh, experienced something pretty awesome that we found this other cool pastime activity at, at Pyramid Lake and, and, and Derek, you, you seem to get a really good grasp of it. And that was, um, uh, the, uh, the ring game developed by Trevor Herring of Pyramid Flyco. You seem uh, rather intrigued by that. <laughs> that was pretty fun. I think Nate was a little more addicted than I was. He's actually better at it than I too. 
<laughs> who who would have thought? <laughs> Morgan yeah. and Trevor got it down though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that that's yeah. I just that just popped in my head. I'm like, man, that was that was hilarious. That 100 complete carnival game. You know, yep. so <laughs> that's great. But uh, way to pass time for sure. Right, Morgan, you got to charge for that game, man. <laughs> A jar of goldfish, goldfish when you like at the fair. Right. <laughs> I think there have been some bets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny stuff. So, um, so where where can where can folks go to check this out? So it's it's hogfish. Maybe, maybe you can spell it out for us and. And give us a little direction here if, if they're interested in picking up this material. Uh, it's H-A-W-G-F-I-S-H.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and you should be able to just log on there and check out our products and purchase as well. Nice. Nice. Yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's a great little website, easy to navigate, all the different. I mean, you'll get, it's funny, it's like you'll, you'll get in there. And you're just scrolling through the colors. I know I've shared it with some of my my uh, my fly fishing friends, and I'm like, dude, go check out hogfish, you know, because I got a bunch of friends that are tires. And I go, go check it out, and they're like, what is it? Like, where are these guys from? And then and then it's funny. I'll either get the call or the text. They're like, dude, how did you find this? <laughs> right. And I'm like, yeah, man. And I'm like, keep digging, you know. And then you just get like the random text throughout the day dude, did you see this color? Dude, I've been looking for that, you know, or who that would be awesome. And like, Oh, I like this idea. And, you know, and I've had a couple guys look at the jig heads and go, Oh damn, dude, that's, dude, that's awesome. Because, especially with jig heads. They're not, I mean, you could go to the regular box in box out sporting goods stores, you know, like a, a corn bellas or, you know, go to shields or whatnot. And you're like, oh, I need a jig head. And you're going into the conventional section and yeah, you're just, what's that? Crappie hook. That's going to bend out on anything over 20 inches. And <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And it'll be yellow or orange. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Yellow, orange, white, or lead, <laughs> Right. you know, and then you're like, Oh, I need this color. You know, then you're, then you're stuck with the proposition of like, well, I got to figure out how to paint this. And and you think you know how to paint it. And then it just comes apart in the water, you know, our first fish, it just comes unglued. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're just, and most of them aren't, aren't tailored for the most part for, for fly time. You know, you got the big, you know, like, uh, you know, the the body stabs on them, you know, so they, you know, you're, you're running a plastic on it or something, you know, some type of little whatever, and you got to navigate that. So, Definitely. And your price point is right. I mean, it's a great, a great, a great price point for a custom color and a product that actually works. And yeah, to like what Morgan said, it's not some crappy, crappy crappie hook. Right. <laughs> you know, you're like, I got it. And like, if your whole goal is just to, just to set the hook on a face of a fish and lose it. Yeah. I mean, go ahead and use that other stuff all, all day long. Like if you like disappointing yourself, but yeah, that's that ultimately <laughs> that's a big deal. A stout, a stout, a stout piece of hardware goes a long, long way. So, well, and longevity of product too. You can catch more than just one big fish on it. You can fish it. I, I fished one of our jigs for two days uh, just recently up at Pyramid until I lost it. Nice. So, and that's what you want too. Is a you know, it might be a 
you know, $2, $3 fly, but you want it to last more than a fish. Right. Right. Exactly. And especially getting into those, the Cuddy's mouths. I mean, some people, uh, you know, if, if you haven't had the experience of fishing Pyramid Lake, what you have to understand is like, yes, they are trout um, genetically <laughs> speaking, uh, but their size does change some dynamics when it comes to but uh, average foot long, average trout's two foot long i mean they're like huge carnivorous alligators formed into a trout body so they're mouse prehistoric it's it's hard full of teeth they got teeth on their tongue like shark mouth but yeah like nico's saying you gotta you need a hook that's stout you gotta hammer them you yeah not really unless you're you're not catch much if you're using the normal flies you brought from some local fly shop, you know, somewhere else. Right. One of the, one of the other things we try to do on the website, uh, whether you're buying the bug itself and the balance, uh, we've also got the materials side by side. So people that want to tie them and experiment can do that, or you can just buy the bugs either way. Uh, doesn't matter to us. So. Right. You're getting all the same good stuff. So either way, you're getting a good package. So with that being said, I got to do, I got to do a little segue here into one, one of uh, the favorite parts of the podcast. And we got to talk a little bit about food and food on the water or food on the way to the water on the way home. And one of my favorite topics obviously is burritos, right? I think everyone, well, a lot of people out there have a good burrito story. So I'm going to ask, each of you guys, and I'm going to start with Derek. Uh, maybe favorite burrito, a good or bad burrito experience, and if you just can't stomach burritos, <laughs> which is which is hard, hard hard to believe, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you got to share with you. Do you have something locally? Is there something that you grab on the way out to Pyramid or to your favorite fishing hole that just it just makes the day that much better, whether you're catching fish or not. Like that, that that's a game changer for you. <laughs> well, for me, uh, I think it's a breakfast burrito, and mm -hmm. one of my all, you know, one of my good buddies, Nate. We fish quite a bit together, all over the place. And Nate's favorite thing to do, and I don't know how he does it because we drink all darn day. <laughs> um, but he <laughs> he'll get up at five in the morning, five thirty. <laughs> and and make a batch of scrambled eggs and cook up a bunch of the uh, uh what do you call it the maple syrup sausages you know yeah and nate will have a dozen of those suckers wrapped up you know they're little small slider style burritos but yeah uh, that's that's probably one of my favorite burritos especially uh, in the morning yeah i i am i'm stoked that you brought up the breakfast burrito that's actually it seems Across the board, with all a majority of our podcast guests, the breakfast burrito kind of reigns supreme, and yeah. and and throughout the course of the day. So there's there's something to be said there, and I, I like I like what I like where you're going with that. I like what I like what um I like what Nate's doing, how he's uh, putting in the effort uh, one to keep you guys upright yeah. <laughs> throughout the day, and that that slider style. Uh, I do agree with that. I do approve of that yeah. um, because you can just, um, 
he, yeah, he just got these cool little, little packages of morsels that you can just grub on, you know, for an extended period amount of time. And that's, that's sure. a big, that's a big deal. That's a big Even deal. If they get cold. Oh yeah. Even if they get cold, they get eaten and a little real fly hot sauce on that baby too. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I've seen some of that. I've seen some of that kicking around. So, all right, cool. I love it. Thanks for sharing on that. So up next, Dave burrito. Yeah. The fellow burrito lover. Uh, we have a fly on hogfish.com called the breakfast burrito. And if you haven't experimented uh, or tried that one, it's a must do. If you like cooking big fish, we tie it on a pig sticker hook and it's called the breakfast burrito. You can get it in tungsten or not tungsten. It's a dynamite fly. Uh, back to food. You, you know, <laughs> uh, all in one pan. When I eat burritos, if it can all go in the, the egg, the toppings, the cheese, the salsa thing that makes my morning maybe go a little quicker. I have everything to put away. Something that's very simple. Fine mm-hmm. in one pan. Is what I like to do burritos. Um, Derek and I got a treat this last year. We go mushroom hunting together uh-huh. and it years and years. And uh, finally he's like, I'm coming. Okay, I'm coming. And I was like, okay, I'll believe it when when I see you up here. And he came up, and we hit one of the best uh, morel mushroom days we've ever had, and mm. blew his mind. Uh, finding these morels in one spot, 120 morels in it. So if I had anything I would put in a burrito that's a little bit obscure, it would probably be morel mushrooms, morels first, and then to the the pan. Yeah, but dynamite way to spruce up a breakfast burrito. God, that, oh. was, that was a 22 pound morel day. 22 pounds. Yeah, that was incredible. Wow. 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 That's top shelf, too. I mean, I, the minute you said morel, I, I, I remember I was recently watching an episode, it was the chef show on, on Netflix, and um, John Favreau and Roy go visit. Um, Wolfgang Puck, and that's his favorite thing on omelets, is the morels. He won't take anything else. Like, not nah, morels. So right. the fact that you got to actually go out and harvest a morel, and then you place that in a breakfast burrito is just oh, that's wow. that's top that's top notch, top level. Like that's that's I don't know what to say. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. <laughs> wow. Well, and, and you even made me hungry to eat that fly that you guys made. I'm like, dude, I know it's not edible, but I think I'll gnaw on it too. <laughs> I'll throw that in my pot. Yeah, no, dude, it said breakfast burrito. <laughs> All right, Morgan, you're up. Uh, when we were when we were younger all the time, and like how like my early college days and before this, there uh, down in Santa Rosa, I went to the junior college there. Um, they had these bean and cheese burritos just super basic i mean i like meat obviously everything but this big ass bean and cheese burrito slap some hot sauce in that thing it was a dollar 80 i think like back then like fuck yes three bucks you'd have food for the last you the whole day three and change perfect bean and cheese bean and cheese hits the spot for me but i mean i love a good carnitas burrito with everything in there too but salsa's 
if you don't have good salsas, you might as well not even start. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. That's, that's a, that's a make or break factor. hundred percent. A good breakfast burrito. We got a, a spot in town here called a brother's burrito in South Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. They burritos all, all day long and they have a bacon breakfast burrito. That's, that's loaded potatoes, all that BS. And that's a killer one too. Dude, that's the ones we make on the lake lakeside I wait mean, you make burritos lakeside who doesn't like hot <laughs> yeah all your i mean that's a that's a hard one to be we all know starving fishermen miss fish oh got some food in your belly dude 100 morgan that's like you know, i love that you're on board with that because it's you know, people just get drawn into the lake and they're staring at the bobber or they're in the strip game or whatever they're doing. And yep. you just can't pull them off. And then it's usually it's it's that time. It's that it's that period of desperation, right? Where it's like, uh, you know, like here's a case, an example. Uh, the morning was slow and then like 10 o'clock hits, you know, then you hit this window, you know, like maybe it was like 10 to 11. You start picking up some fish and then they scatter. Right. And then now you're in that noon window and you're like, oh, I know they're there. You know, you got stung. You know, you went down the rabbit hole and it's like, man, at that point, you've probably already been on the water for what, six hours, maybe, you know, if you've been out there for a full day and, you know. Stuff a cheeseburger down your face. Stuff a cheeseburger (laughs) down your face. Right. Right. (laughs) And, and, and to share with all you guys. So I don't know if you're aware of this, but. Yeah, there's this inside thing in the um, in the waiter manufacturer industry. There's a spec, and uh, there's a spec that's included in most waiters. But it's it's the weirdest thing is that none of these manufacturers actually call out this spec on the waiters, like in their diagrams. If you go on their website, or if you go in the store, it's not on the box showing the feature. Nor does the sales guy tell you this. But so it's aptly named like in the industry, they call it a hand warmer. Um, that's completely 100% misleading. What that actually is, it's a burrito pocket. Um, so if you're not aware of that, it's actually a made for your burrito. If you think about it, you know, like, yeah, I mean, most, most of that, you know, they put fleece lining in there. Sometimes it's not, it's not quite enough for your hands. You know, like your hands are wet. You're like, yeah, I kind of, you give you a quick break but they're designed and engineered to, if you have a burrito either in like traditional wax paper or aluminum foil, it, it, yeah, it allows to ease. It's, it's a friction easement is what I call it with, with a slight amount of insulation. So it's a friction easement. So you, you know, you, you're, you're, you're left-handing your burrito and, and you got like, say we're indicator fishing and you're watching, you're watching the bobber and you're taking a bite and what happens? I mean, this happens all the time, right? Morgan, I mean, Every day, this happens. Bobber down. You're bobber down. Yeah. You got food in your mouth and burrito in hand. What do you do? Like, you know, and I, I'm telling you, as 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 fishermen in, in my head, I, I would, I don't know what to do. I'm like, do I, do I drop the rod? I mean, I know that my bobber went down, but I got this burrito in my hand. You can't sacrifice the burrito to the sand god, right? Yeah. So, so, so you, you just, you can left handed, you just do a quick, just a quick gesture across the front of your belly. And without even looking, those are engineered specifically to allow the gentle slide and placement of that burrito for safety until you retrieve your fish. Um, and then you can return to the task at hand. 
which was eating your burrito. Why so, did you, what's that? Because why'd you catch a fish? Because well, you're, well, because you're eating. I mean, yeah. uh, you're you're look okay, and that's another level, guys. So eating the burrito, you're being one with the fish. Look, you're asking that fish to eat a fly tied with hogfish materials. You better have a burrito in hand because you're like, dude, if I'm going to eat, you're going to eat. Right. That's how it works. That's how it works. I mean, so I'm, I'm just saying, so keep that burrito pocket in mind. So <laughs> right, right or left-handed. Right. It, yeah. You, you can go right or left-handed. Um, it's, it's ambidextrous. Um, uh, it's, it's <laughs> completely inclusive. Like, so it fits, it checks all the, modern check marks of, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, left hand, right hand, um, not so much suited for the top drop. Um, if you're, I don't know if you're well, pointing. I mean, depending, that's, so you, so you can top drop into your waiters. That's risky. I do that. Shit all <laughs> as quick as quick as quick as easiest way to get on that fish burrito out of the sand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's there's, there's a certain degree of, um, of talent that can be implied too. like, I, I encourage most people to practice, to practice, um, in your spare time, maybe there's a slow bite, just practice. Uh, and Morgan, you could probably help some clients with this. Just practice. Hey guys, bite slow. We're going to, we're going to practice, um, burrito stoic in an emergency. Like, what, well, are you hey, what are we talking about? Like, <laughs> no, all right. All right. We're going to take, we're going to take five minutes and we're going to practice. And you yell out, you know, you yell out bobber down and you know, they have three seconds to appropriately stow that burrito and, and get that rod under control. And they pass that dude. They're good for the rest of the day. <laughs> right. 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 Sorry. Oh. I, I get, I get excited about this stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> about those uh, burgers. When are we going to get those back on the grill? Which ones? These burgers are oh. hard to beat. No, oh, those were stupid, weren't they? So, so sure. to Derek and Dave, I brought out these burgers are called, they're called beast burgers and it's uh, I think it was at a five blend. So it's, it's bison. Let me get this right. So it's bison, wagyu, wild boar, uh, elk and venison blend. Wow. Eight, yeah. eight, dude, it's eight ounces of fury. <laughs> wow. Sounds good. Yeah. Yep. It's any burger. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we brought. I, I remember when Morgan cooked those. That was like near the end of October, or whatever. <laughs> he went to shore. He brought those back out when we we're on the uh, on the water masters. Yeah, that was that was a game changer for the day because I wasn't that wasn't the the biggest. We didn't have the biggest bite that day, but it it changed the whole focus of the day. After he got done cooking those, and we we went through those. I mean, we mowed them down like the world was a, a brighter place. Like, yeah, Morgan, you guys make some great lunches out there when you guys are guiding, man. I got to hand it to you. Pretty delicious food, man. Oh, yeah, the kebab. I like the kebab. You know, we like to eat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and eat yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that that's a great marker on the lake, just a testament to Pyramid Fly. Like, they do a great job at that. I, I mean, it, yeah, they're not throwing some day-old, like, Subway not- sandwich at you, or you know, some weird cold butter. cut concoction. Yeah, no peanut butter and jelly, right? Cold cuts or some shit like that. Right, yeah. right, right. That's no subway sandwiches. 
No subway. No, that's like that. That's one way. Like it's my personal opinion. Like if you're, if you don't want to fish with somebody again, bring them a freaking cold deli sandwich. It's been stuffed away that you picked up the night before or whatever. It's been in your cooler, you know, with melting. Yeah. It's all soggy. And you're like, here you go, bro. Like there's no way just to really piss somebody off. I mean, unless it's like an extreme circumstance, like if, if you're doing it to yourself, well, you, you have to take that up with yourself, but giving it to another person, Man, that's rough. <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> so anyway, well, thank you guys for for the burrito discussion. I think that was uh, that was essential. And I appreciate you guys coming on. Um, well, thanks for the invite, Nico. Yeah, Derek, thanks for coming on. Dave, thanks for taking the time. Morgan, I know you're busy with your uh, with your guiding schedule at, at Pyramid and I know you got a day off today, which is probably a, a blessing because it's not warm at all. <laughs> it's a it's a cold one, but uh, don't don't be fooled. He gets he gets a rare he gets a rare break. Um, he's always out there hammering it and, and doing the best he can for his his clients. He's he's a trooper. So is the rest of the crew. What's that? What, how, hey, what's the temperature where you're at right now, Morgan? Oh, I don't even cold this morning. I mean, has he even hit double digits yet? I don't think so. I haven't stepped outside yet. It's too cold. It's too cold. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, thanks, thanks yep. Nico. It's Morgan. Yep. Uh, you know, we'll be doing some expos out west, so you might see us there. If you if not, you know, you can find us on the website, hogfish.com, but check out your local expo. You we can might check us out on uh, Instagram as well at hogfish. Yeah, we're going to have to expo your stuff at the uh, 2023 Gear Up for the Mid event. We got to get you, a, get you a booth out there and showcase everything and have a good time. That's 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 one expo not to miss. <laughs> Doesn't Reno have a flight time expo once a year? Reno? Yeah. Uh, no. I <laughs> I've never heard of it. No. They have a lot of tires there, but... I have never seen an expo there. No, no, no. That's a good idea, though. But all right, all right hey, what, what, one one last time, we'll roll out the red carpet. Give us that. Give us that website one more time. Uh, it's hogfish.com. And you check us out on Instagram at hogfish. Beautiful. Go ahead. com. Yep. Yep. That's right. You got it. H a w g, not h o g. Right. Don't want to know what you find if you type that in. So anyway, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, well, thanks for joining us. And like they said, if you want to see more of their products, go to hogfish.com. I appreciate everyone participating. Thank you guys from Hogfish. And thank you, Morgan Kane from Pyramid Flyco. And until next time, tight lines. <laughs>